Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Safe Talk. You got Billy Floyd and Jenny Hunter locked in with you for another great episode. Jenny, how are you doing? What's happening? (laughs) I'm doing great, Billy, and I am thinking of all those things that I'm thankful for because, you know, it is the season. So I just want to tell you how thankful I am for you and for joining uh, me, for caring about our cause, saving lives. I'm so very thankful that you have joined me. And I'm thankful for heat tonight because our temperatures are, the wind chill is eight below right now as we are talking. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Jenny, thank you so much for expressing your gratitude. I am so incredibly grateful and thankful for everything you've done for me. And you've been such an amazing friend, a great, I mean, top-tier, perfect, safe person. And for you to let me in on your journey, to do this show with you, to be a part of everything that you have built, it's absolutely my honor. From our days back in Wyoming on Good Morning Wyoming, all the way up until this very episode of Safe Talk. Incredibly thankful for the relationship and the wisdom we share between each other for the people as well. So this is a true honor, a true privilege. So I just want to say again, thank you, Jenny. This is great. Thank you, Billy. And with that being said, I think it's time to rip into this. We have a great episode here for you today, everybody. We have been discussing for quite some time now understanding the causes of suicide. We've talked a lot about the causes, disorders, and mental health conditions, stressors, and risk factors, and that's actually the topic we're on right now. And before we dive into it even more to get this episode rolling, we want to, of course, keep you in the loop and let you know that We want you to be a part of this conversation if you would like to. We want you to ask us questions. We want to be safe people for you at any time, no matter Mm -hmm. what. So if you want to connect with me personally, you can hit me up via email at williampeoriedfloyd214 at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok with the handle at one Billy Floyd. Also on Facebook, my name is just Billy Floyd. You can friend request me at any time for sure. And I know for a fact that people can connect with you easily too, Jenny. So why don't you lay down your information? Yeah, absolutely, Billy. Uh, I can be found on any, practically any social media at JR's Haunt for Life. That includes the web, which kind of seems old-fashioned now, doesn't it? Just the plain old web. But um, our two main outlets and sources are Facebook support page. It's a confidential support page under JR's Hump for Life. 
Um, my personal private email is jlh35 at hotmail.com. Anytime you can email me, any anytime you can reach out to me on our Facebook platforms, uh, Instagram, most of the social media, as I said. Uh, my phone number, I'm going to put that out there, is 307-259-6032. Um, and you can text me on that, and that's probably the quickest way to get a hold of me if there's an emergency and you don't want to call 911 yet. If you just want some help um, and it's not um, not an emergency. So that is how you can reach me. Love it. Perfect money. Thank you, Jenny. Great information laid down. Connect with us if you please. Just know we're always here for you. And right now we're here for another great episode. So like I said, we're talking about stressors and risk factors. So far in this series, we've talked about discrimination, bullying, access, to lethal means, and financial strain. So, Jenny, if you want to hop into our next topic, be my guest. If you'd like to go over what we talked about last time and in the previous episodes, go for it. Do whatever you please. I appreciate that. Um, So before I get started, I just want to let our audience know that these are not all-inclusive. These are um, things that have been studied. There are data on them. And so that is why we're talking about them because they have been studied and there is data collected and they are viable and they truthfully have led to suicide and suicide ideation. Um, And the reason we're talking about them is We want everyone to know, to be aware. We want everyone to talk about these things. You know, it's it's talk saves lives, and that's what we're all about is safe talk. So we are bringing these to everyone's attention. There may be some here that you have never heard of as far as being so disturbing to people, but as I said, they are, and people have died from suicide um, because of some of these things that we're talking about. So you did go through some of the things we've talked about. Now, tonight we're going to start with financial strain. And so who would have thought about that? I mean, it, yes, it is troublesome when you have um, strain on your finances. And there, as recently as 2020, there was research finding um, that suggested that financial pressure through housing instability that we are experiencing currently, low incomes that we began to experience during the uh, pandemic, debt, job loss, which we experienced through the pandemic. These are all factors for people that have attempted suicide and lost their lives because of their stress, their financial strain and stress. So I looked this up, and according to a new study in 2020, which was during the pandemic, uh, people who recently experienced severe financial strain uh, 
they found that these people may have a 20-fold higher risk of attempting suicide than people who have not experienced financial hardship. Now, 20-fold, that's, 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 that's quite a lot, 20-fold. Um, it's, it's higher than any of the mental health issues we covered. Uh, it's higher than the other stressors that we have covered so far. So finances do play a big, big part in stress and strain and family and all that kind of thing that we're trying to um, sustain our our lifestyle and that kind of thing. And the pandemic, this became apparent during the uh, COVID pandemic that this was an issue. Um, there was an, a study that appeared in the American Journal of Epidemiology that <clears throat> indicated that financial strain is a significant risk factor for suicidal ideation and attempts. So financial strain, now what what is that? It's, it's something that we all, I think, uh, experience at some time in our life, but is that something to uh, consider suicide over? Well, evidently it is. And it's, it kind of is scary to me because I, I do know of people that, as I sat and read on these studies, um, I remembered people that I have come into contact with that their family member did in their life because primarily of financial stressors. And so another, another a research study showed that financial stressors played a major role in suicides. Now, these are some big words, significant risk factors, major role in suicide. Um, these are recognized. They are unprecedented um, through that began to be noticed during the pandemic because of the financial strains that were happening during the pandemic. And so these are obviously self-reporting. I mean, people uh, needed to report that their loved one that they that had attempted suicide or lost their life um, from suicide, that their loved one was stressed out because of finances. Maybe they lost their job um, and maybe the loss of their job caused huge financial stress on them and then maybe they lost their home and all kinds of things can happen when when you don't have the finances that you need. Now, many people had to uh, change their lifestyles during the pandemic um, and the researchers have also found that these things are ongoing. Uh, just because the pandemic is supposedly over the, the the bigger part of it, the the uh, re, the things that are happening are still results of the pandemic. It is still an ongoing um, predictor of things that have been happening. And um, there was another study that the researchers found that being in debt or facing a financial crisis, such as unemployment or 
homelessness or having lower income. Many people experienced lower income because of the pandemic, like uh, not as many hours they were allowed to work and things like that. Each one of these things, the financial crisis, the unemployment, the homelessness, the lower income, the loss of a job, each one independently were associated with suicide attempts. Now, <clears throat> there are people that experience one or more of these things together, like let's say a financial crisis, you lost your job. Therefore, you have a financial crisis. Therefore, you have lower income and therefore you lose your house and you become homeless. And I do know people that this has happened to. And I, as I read through these studies, thought, oh, my goodness, uh, these people were at a 20-fold higher risk of attempting suicide. Now, I want to say that um, I do know <clears throat> of some families that have lost their loved ones. I know I said this prior um, because of financial pressure. Um, and I believe that, of course, there was some depression in there and things like that. So, you know, I'm going to talk about those in a minute. There was another study. I mean, well, there's so many studies, but I want to bring it up to people so that they are aware that if they see someone in a financial crisis, they, they, they need to please say something, talk to that person, get them help, help them find um, ways to support themselves until they can dig out of these this financial stress that they're in. So <clears throat> as we talk about this in the context of suicide prevention, which is what we are all about is suicide prevention. Considering income, employment are both are necessary but not sufficient. Uh, that means that there's another factor that we need to recognize and that is how people manage their income so how how do they can they were they able to adjust their income were they able to adjust their living style their living arrangements you know how did they handle their money their um, lack of money their lower income so that's another factor that is thrown into the mix so this financial strain is 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 quite important when it comes to suicide ideation. Um, <clears throat> and I had talked about data before. So they these researchers also explained that their study may have some limitations um, due to the fact that suicide ideation and attempts were self-reported. And that I've talked about that many times before. If we have all we can go on is the data. That is all that we have to go on is the data. Did that person say to someone? Did did someone know that person was under financial strain or anything else that may have been thrown into the mix there? Now also, since society many times attaches stigma to mental health issues and suicide attempts. Um, some people uh, would not talk about that. They would not say they had um, a mental health or a brain issue. Um, 
along with their uh, prior to their loss of income. So that's comorbidity. So there, I mean, data that we collect, that's all we have to go on. But we do know that the data they have collected regarding financial strain indicates that there is a 20-fold higher risk of someone that is under financial strain in any and all dimensions of financial strain. And so let me say that I I do know of two families in particular that um, the men in that family did take their lives and the financial strain was a huge issue and their spouses and their families were aware of the financial pressure. Um, I think both of them had lost their jobs. They, they were not related. They did not know each other. These are separate families. However, the men in the family did uh, take their lives by suicide. And men that are supporting their family and lose their way of supporting their family um, is a huge stressor. It's, it's huge, a huge financial stress and pressure on that person. So if anyone that's listening to us or if we know of anyone that that may be happening to, we definitely need to talk to them. We need to give them a safe place where they can talk, where we will listen. And I, 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 after reading all these studies and seeing what a big issue this is with suicide ideation, um, and not one that is hardly ever talked about, I now realize that it is something we need to bring to the forefront because of the statistics and data and we need to talk about it. Do you agree with me, Billy, on that? Yeah, I think we do need to talk about everything in general because this is what the podcast is for. It's safe talk. It's opening up the discussion. It's bringing this to light and understanding. Like, you know, people go through these struggles, and when it comes to finances, I mean, that if you ask me, might be the number one thing people stress over, right? It has to be, right, Jenny? Yeah. Yeah, because how else do we survive? I mean, money is the way of the world. And if you don't have money, you don't eat, you don't have a roof over your head. And right now, if I didn't have money, I wouldn't have heat to keep um, our family warm because it is below zero. I mean, we are money-driven, sad to say. We are money-driven, and we have to have money to basically survive. Now, I know there are many, many, many homeless people that don't have money. Uh, they depend and rely on handouts, so to speak, and and people giving them food and them going to um, soup kitchens and all this type of thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but they all look forward, at least I, the ones that I speak to, they look forward to the time when they can support themselves and be independent 
uh, buy their own food, get a job, all that kind of thing. And sadly, as I read through these studies, I find that many people, I think it just came to our attention in such a big way with this pandemic, uh, the, all of the loss of jobs and uh, loss of, of homes and housing and breakup of families and homelessness. And I can tell you that that was one uh, one of my son's uh, indicators were uh, his he he lost his business. Uh, this was not during the pandemic, obviously. This was prior to that. But uh, in our town, we're a fairly small community, and some bigger uh, businesses that were restaurants started to move in, popular restaurants, and he just owned a small pizza parlor, and so people started going to the more popular restaurants, and it ended up that he had to close his um, his pizza parlor restaurant, and so there was a loss of income there. And as I have talked about, uh, once uh, that happened, then they could not pay their bills, him and his spouse, um, to the point where... They eventually did lose their homes, and they were homeless for a bit. Yes, the families helped them out so that they could live um, with the families for a period of time. But um, I see now how that factor tied in also to the other things that were going on in his life. So uh, it's a huge thing. It's an absolutely huge thing. And as we move into winter, when people have to pay for their heat, stay indoors, and if you had to, if you lost your job during the pandemic and you had to go to a lower paying job and now your bills are going to, you you know, your bills don't get lower. (laughs) The bills just keep going up uh, when the income does not. So it kind of sounds like a hopeless situation. And as I've talked about before, uh, being hopeless is the main precursor to suicide attempts. So you can have all these other things happen in your life, and it moves you closer to hopelessness. And once whatever the threshold is for these people, for you, me, whoever it is, the threshold of hopelessness, whatever that is, and that person determines that suicide is is their option. We don't we don't know that. We absolutely do not know that, especially if we're not going to talk about it. So that is why we need to talk about it. We see someone that. Um, has lost their job, is looking for a job, or lost their home, or whatever the case may be, we need to bring it up. We need to let them know we are there for them. We can, we will listen to them. We will help in any fashion we can. Um, I know there's all kinds of um, places that will help with monthly bills and food and all those things. We just have to get these people um, tied into those places so they can 
they can get some hope. They can get some help while they get back on their feet. And I, I don't know anyone personally currently in that situation, but after reading all of these studies and information, I am definitely going to be keeping my eyes open and watching and I will definitely make the move to talk to that person or let them know that I am available um, to listen and help in any way that I can. And I, I know you, Billy, and I know that is what you will do too, right? A hundred percent. And you got to help people realize that it's not forever. Like if you go through a, <clears throat> a rough patch, you lose your job, you lose some money, bad investment, whatever it is to the point where you're struggling financially, your your business isn't taking off, whatever, you know, it's temporary. You know, the struggle is a prerequisite for greatness. So if you're going through that struggle and you figure out how to push through and you figure out how to get that job that will give you the money to start your business, or if you find out how to save your money, if you find out that you can actually like not go out and spend your money on, you know, food or drink and and going out and all that stuff. Like maybe you have to take a break from that for a period of time to balance your finances. You got to figure out how you can get through and you got to figure out how you can manage that. And if it's a point in your life where, you don't have the money, you're financially struggle, struggling, other people around you are wealthy and they're showing it off or they're doing great things and you want to do that too, whatever. You know, we compare ourselves all the time, but you cannot go down that road. You just got to realize this is a tough patch. Struggle is real right now. I don't have the money that I want. I'm not where I want to be, but you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to work to get there. And in the meantime, I'm going to find some people that can help me get through this, whether it's them helping with money, helping with the conversation. And then it comes to us to step up. And like you said, if we see someone who's going through that tough time, we got to be the ones to lead the charge and let them know, like, hey, we're here for you. Do you need a place to stay? Do you need warm clothes? Do you want to come over for a meal? Do you want to go out to dinner? Whatever it might be, you got to be there for your people because just because you don't have money right now, yeah, we need money to survive. I fully get that. But that doesn't mean your life has to end. It does not mean your life is over. It will come to you if you just lock in and figure out how you can get it again and how you can apply yourself to be in the right situations to obtain whatever money you want again so you can live that life that makes you happy and live that life that allows you to survive and do your thing and be the person that you really want to be. So that's my take on everything. And I know that we've talked a lot about this topic, but now it's time to go to a quick word from our local sponsors. So we're going to hit a commercial break and then we're going to come right back. So everybody who's listening, stay tuned. We'll see you real soon.
you so much to our local sponsors for the quick word. Jenny, we've been talking about financial strain, and you really went off on this topic in a great way, dropping a lot of knowledge, sharing a lot of information. We're almost at the half-hour point, so I think we're going to try to just wrap it up right here because I don't want to try to start a new topic and overflow into a longer territory range of podcasting. So, Jenny, however you want to wrap this up, is there anything else you want to add to our conversation about financial strain? Well, I would like to say, um, you know, it's the, 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 the people that I'm aware of, and they did not give any statistics on uh, were these men or women or, you know, who – who were these people that took their lives regarding their, their financial stress? However, the ones that I personally am aware of are men. And these men felt like they had let their family down, that they were, were, were not supporting them the way that they deserved to be supported. They were a failure at supporting their family. I know my son felt that way. Um, and I, I just want to say exactly what you just said, Billy. This is temporary. This is just temporary. And, and I know that's easy for us to say, but when a person is in uh, the midst of it and uh, they are uh, frantically looking for a job or money to pay their bills so their um, water isn't shut off or their heat isn't shut off or whatever the case may be, um, then then that is when that hopelessness kicks in. So I, just everyone, if everyone will keep their eyes open and watch for people that they know that may be in this situation, um, and I'm going to say especially men because they feel that they're, they're providers for their household. Nowadays, um, but, you know, everyone in the house works, <laughs> except for the children. Everyone in the house works nowadays. So, you know, it could be um, females too. I don't know. I'm just aware of the ones that I know personally in my life. So we're here. We encourage everyone to talk, to offer safe talk, to offer the space for people to confide and say those uncomfortable, vulnerable things out loud so that they can get themselves in a better spot, get some information on how to get help. And sometimes these people, they're they're in such a bad spot, Billy. They even when you direct them where to go to get help, they, they just can't even do it. They just, they've given up. So sometimes we have to do it for them, like you said. Sometimes we have to be there to just say, look, I'm going to make the call with you. I'm going to put us on three-way calling. We'll make the call together. We'll get through this. We'll do it. And I have done that before. And just that one thing of, of being there with them to make the call, um, it was so hopeful for them. They felt so much better just after one helpful telephone call to uh, a place that helps pay bills, like helps pay the gas or whatever. 
um, the people that I've helped in that fashion, just one phone call just kind of brings them up out of that muck for a minute and they feel better and they, and they, there's some light there. There's some light. So you've just shed some light. You've given them hope. And I want to encourage everybody to do that. This is the season. I mean, I think it's all year round. <laughs> we should be offering hope, but especially this season, um, in the United States, our Christmas season, it's a very hopeful time and a Thanksgiving time. And so let's just all work together and help people and offer them a place to come and talk. Jenny Hunter, always being there for the people, being a person that can be leaned on at any time. And you're absolutely right, Jenny. We just got to normalize the fact that, you know, we can be upset. We can go through hard times. We can go through streaks of just not winning, not loving it, not feeling like you're conquering the world. And we just got to be able to know that there's people out there in our life that will talk to us and that will help us and that will guide us or make us feel comfortable, make us feel nice, make us feel healthy in the head, whatever it might be. So we got to continue to be there for people. We got to continue to most importantly though, be there for ourselves so that we can show up for others and we can show up for ourselves every day knowing, Hey, we're going to make it happen. We're going to help others and we're all going to win. We're all going to live the life that we are dreaming of living. And with that being said, Jenny, another great episode, a lovely conversation, so much knowledge on this episode. Thank you for all of your tireless work for the people, for the listeners, for everybody in your life. And to our listeners, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this program. This is too good. Thank you to everybody. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And have a great life until the next time we talk. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast Safe Talk with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at JR's Hunt for Life. Dot org.